Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. Hey everybody, we're back. This has been... 48 minutes from 48minutesnetwork.com. Obviously, Tim and Sean here. Sean, how was Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving was wonderful. I uh, I ate two Thanksgivings. Uh, they were both great. Nice. And then I had uh, Thanksgiving leftovers uh, yesterday. So I'm, uh, I'm all carved out. Went to the gym today. Uh, it was rough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very rough, but uh, it was worth it. So that's the way I look at it. So how about you? It was good, man. Spent some time with my mom and my my stepdad and my sister's family. So that was, did the huge, the, you know, just a regular dinner. But that was really about it. Um, I was, you know, I traveled the week before, so I'm still feel like I'm catching up from being gone, and it's been terrible. It well, and you saw Knives Out. I did. Great movie, right? Oh my god, my favorite movie of 2019 for sure. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Now I have to see it. Well, you won't probably think it's as good as I, but you know, yeah, it's great. I, I don't know, man. Ryan Johnson, like, I, I, I don't have a whole lot of love for The Last Jedi, as you know, but he's my favorite director, and Brick is actually my second favorite movie, which was his first film. So, um, I love, Br- I love Brick. So, I'm excited to see Knives Out. But this is a basketball podcast, man. Yeah, agreed. We're, talk- we're talking hoops. We talk cinema sometimes. Yeah, we did one last week on Blue Chips. We did one last week, and we got another one coming up, uh, I think, the week of uh, Christmas, right? Yeah, and we did a shot. Uh, shot callers already recorded the list for that week. And you got the list, so we're we've we've we're already uh, going to have material for you. It's going to be great. Yeah, it's the top ten Pacers. Ooh, I'm mm-hmm. excited to hear that one. I'm hoping George McGinnis is one of them. Oh, he's he's he, he definitely made my list. Okay, okay, cool, yeah. cool. He better be on there. Yes. So let's go ahead and let's start with Lucamania. Lucamania. Now, this is a guy who is 19 years old. Mm-hmm. 19 freaking years old. And the numbers, Tim, that he's putting up this season, I mean, it's I mean, it's getting almost kind of boring to look how awesome they are every day. I mean, his last couple games, I'm just going to read these off to you. Um, so last... Uh, the Friday before last, he had uh, 30 points, 14 assists, 7 rebounds. Next game in Houston, where they won, they beat Houston, he had 41 points, 10 assists, 6 rebounds, and, th- and 2 steals. Next game, had kind of an off night, and by an off night, I mean he had 22 points, 8 rebounds, and 6 <laughs> assists. Was that the three, Clippers game? Three steals. That was the Clippers game. They did lose that one by uh, by a little bit. Uh, it looks like 16. And then um, Friday, um, they ended up beating the Phoenix Suns. Um, he had 42 points, 11 assists, 9 rebounds, 1 steal. And then, of course, uh, they ended up uh, playing the Lakers on Sunday. Uh, snapped that, was it, a, was it a 10-game win streak? Yeah. 10-game win streak, and they went at it again. Luka, it, the, the two eras uh, collided once again. 27 points, 10 assists, 9 rebounds, 3 steals. His current 
2019-20 season stats. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. He's averaging 30.6 points a game. He's third in the league. <laughs> Jesus. He's averaging 9.9 rebounds a game. He's 15th in rebounds. And he's averaging 9.6 assists. He is second in the league. Like, do you feel like he's not getting, like, enough credit for what he's doing right now? Because, I mean, he's he's insane. Yeah, he's unbelievable. He's unbelievable, and he's 19 years old. He is 19. This guy, he was born in 99. He's 19. Can't even, can't even drink. And this is what he's putting out in his second season. This is, like, one of the most incredible runs I have ever seen since I've been watching the game. I've never, I, actually, I don't think I've ever seen anything like this besides maybe LeBron, but I don't think LeBron's numbers were that great. Uh, they're still great, but not that great. No. They weren't that. They weren't this yeah. great. I mean, and he's the he's the only other person besides Russell Westbrook and Oscar Robinson to average a triple double double for an entire month. And for a 19 year old to do that, like, what is this guy's ceiling? Uh, dude, I think it's Oscar Robertson or Russell Westbrook. Well, not Russell Westbrook. He's not that athletic, but no one is. Uh, maybe LeBron, but that's not what I'm getting at. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, did that hurt? No. Okay. You're, you're okay with it? Yeah. He, I uh, I don't know, man. I think, like, Luca's just got this, like... Luca feels like it's the first Luca. You know what I mean? Like, it just... Everything he does and all the smoothness. Like, I th- I've seen... I've heard people he's, say, like... He's he's a unique talent. He's his own person. He doesn't... He, he's not exactly, like, you know, riffing off of one person or another. He is just... He's his, he's his own entity. Yeah. It's it's crazy, you know. Obviously, having Porzingis there certainly has helped, and Tim Hardaway Jr.'s played well for them and stuff like that. So, you know, the team's doing fine enough. You know, it seems like I I would think they're going to be a playoff team, but he is just awesome, man. And the things like he's doing to lead that team and to kind of get everyone in the right direction, you haven't seen this really from a second year guard in a long time. And I know we talk a lot about well, did the Hawks regret making that deal? And Trey Young's been really good, and I know that's going to come up forever, but like. I think those two both being so good and so fun have been me like make it seem like maybe both teams won the trade. Yeah, I, I, I mean, like I'm hoping that I mean Trey Young has had some incredible games. I mean, he's not putting up quite the numbers obviously Luca is doing, um, and he's not he doesn't have the the win percentage to to back it up. But I love Trey Young. I love the chip on his shoulder. I want to see him. These are two of the most I think two of the most exciting players in the NBA right now. And it it gives me hope for the future of the league um, in a league where, um, you know, we, we made uh, Carmelo Anthony the player of the week this Jesus. week. Jesus. So we'll get to that later. But, like, you know, I don't know if Luka is catching on the way, obviously, LeBron James uh, came on because LeBron was such a talked about prospect. His high school games were on ESPN and everything. And this guy uh, comes out of Europe, and I mean, he is just he is just blowing away the competition this year. And teaming up Porzingis, um, you got to give the Dallas Mavericks some credit here. You really, really got to give the Dallas Ma- Mavericks some credit because this is. They're putting together a nice team. I don't think they have a great club right now. No. But you have two pillars uh, for the future right now. And Luka is already, he's developing better than anyone could have expected at this point. I mean, he's an all-star this year. He's going to be an all-star in his second season. Um, and he's, you know, if if he can get 
Dallas to the playoffs, he's definitely in the talk for, for MVP as well if he keeps playing this way, and it, which is crazy to think, but I'm, I'm all for it right now. Yeah, I'm all in on Luka Mania. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan. Yeah, I mean this is just this is just a great talent, and I'm I'm excited for him. And uh, you know, I mean, they're not winning every game, but they did have a couple last week. They were coming off, I think, of a five-game win streak, but they've won. Let's see here, fine, seven of the last eight. So that's that's pretty damn good. And and then beating the Lakers, um, I think that's that's huge. And I love watching him go up against LeBron. Oh, it's fun. It's so fun. It's definitely uh, two completely different eras. I mean, it's weird to think that Luka was four when LeBron was drafted. Right. Um, and he's getting to go up against this, you know, this once-in-a-generation talent, and that's exactly what he is as well, I think. And uh, I just... I. What do you think the ceiling is in terms of his star? Like, is, is, is he... I mean, in terms of popularity and everything, he's never going to be LeBron. No, no, I don't think anyone really will be besides like Jordan. What do you, what do you, what do you think would elevate Luca to that though? Because I don't, I don't think there's enough people that talk about him. Common, common basketball fans, you know, that aren't super, you know, savvy with the NBA, NBA, or aren't really talking about him as much. They're still talking about LeBron. They're still talking about Anthony Davis. They're still talking about freaking Carmelo Anthony, you know, James Harden, those names. So, first off, he's got to sign a shoe deal. He's a free agent right now, so he's wearing everything. Um, so, so that's going to help him a lot to get some like commercials out there. Absolutely. Um, second is, you know, MVPs. He wins two, three MVPs, which I think he will. That's going to help him a ton. If, if he can help the Mavericks win a title or two, which, you know, depending how things go in the future is very possible, especially having those two. I mean, uh, I mean, couldn't, could you imagine a, a year, you know, a couple years down the line, you know, LeBron's gone and, you know, like. Giannis is going up against Luka in the NBA Finals. Oh, man, I would love it. I mean, I'm all for that. Like, I am all for that right now. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. I See, I was see. This is, this is why, you know, I love talking to you because I, I had no idea that Luka was a free agent on a shoe deal. Like, he has mm-hmm. no – he's wearing everything right now. How does this guy not have a shoe deal yet? I don't know because he kind of like – so he, like, will warm up in, like, Steph Curry's shoes – He'll go out and play in Kobe's, and then he'll leave the court in like, like Damian Lillard's shoes. So it's like he's like, "Fuck all your brands." <laughs> I mean, you gotta think someone's gonna throw him some money this season. It reminds me of that one All Star game when Ron Artest was trying to get a shoe deal. So he wore like everyone's sneakers at one point during the game. Like every quarter, he switched out, but it'll be like a, a Nike on the left and an Adidas on the right, and he just kept trying to do like different things. Be like, "Sign me!" Yeah, I, I need a shoe deal, man. Give me a shoe deal. <laughs> Luca needs to be signed. I, I think that's absurd that he doesn't have a shoe deal at this point. It's a matter of time. Nike's going to throw the bag at him for sure. They better. They better because he's the next big thing. He's the next big thing. And, and I mean, I, ne- I remember last year we were talking Luca Mania, but, I mean, I, it is really here right now, guys. This guy is just absolutely incredible. If you're on the East Coast, you know, you got to stay up for some games. But uh, these last couple ones, man, he's – with the exception of the, the Clippers game, a couple um, – uh, last week, I you know it, they've just been playing very very well, and um, and right now they're they're uh, they're tied with Houston, uh, top of the Southwest. Uh, they're thirteen and six. So um, like you said, I I think they have a great shot of making the playoffs. They just need to stay healthy. Yeah, I agree. All right, so let's go ahead and let's talk about the big next our next topic for the day, and that is 
this committees, you know, as we talked about, some rule changes have been coming up, some possibilities. Uh, ben touched on it on our Instagram account at 40 Minutes Network, NTWRK, uh, while we were on our, our week off. Um, so we're seeing the situation now where they're talking about, you know, different situations. And now they're talking about a midseason tournament. <sighs> are you so are you for the midseason tournament? Are no, you, not, you, you don't. No, you're, you're not for the midseason. T- tell me why you're not for it. So first off, the one thing was like they were going to do a point system, determine the standings if they go to a midseason tournament. That's we're not soccer. We're not hockey. I, I agree with you there. I think a point system is is poor. Now, if it was a one out, just regular tournament, are you for that? If it's not if there's not a no. point system, you're not for it at all. No. Okay. So and the other thing that's just stupid is um, that the winner of this tournament gets an additional draft pick. Yes. So that's what they're saying. They're saying the NBA could incentivize a winner of the midseason tournament with the extra draft pick, which you are obviously also against because I know you're just thinking about, man, what if the Golden State Warriors get James Wiseman? What if they all come back next year and start kicking everyone's ass again? What if they win this tournament? What if they get another draft pick? The rich get richer, right? It's not even that. It's like we're not the NFL. Compensatory picks are stupid. Okay. Okay. I kind of... Now, say they try this. Say they try it. And it becomes like a big hit. Kind of like the NBA awards show, which I don't understand at all. Especially after the finals. After the finals, like that, I think, like I know it's been a big hit the last two seasons, but I, I hate it so much. I, it's yeah, just I'm not so a fan. not a fan at all. Um, I know it was a big thing, but, um, but this, I would be, I, I'd be curious to see it for one season, uh, and one season only. Um, you know, who knows? It might be something that's really exciting. It might. Um, you know, it might bring more fans to the NBA, you know, if you're mm-hmm. looking for that. But this is also, if you're going to be doing this after Thanksgiving and extending into December as what they're discussing right now, that's it's a lot of it's a lot of basketball tournaments already going on during that time. So you're going to be competing right? Um, for, you know, primetime basketball. I mean, I feel like the NCAA, if you're talking like primetime games, November and December, there's a lot of them. Yeah. And and you're going to be competing with that. And uh, that's one of the main things that I feel like could be uh, something that might kind of damage this a little bit. But um, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll kind of have to see what happens with it. I, I am not for a point system. I would like to see it one year, uh, see how it does without a point system. I'm not sure about getting a pick at the... Uh, at the end of this, you know, if you're if you're the Lakers or you know, like a if you're a powerhouse team and you're going to end up, you know, winning this this tournament and getting another pick, it's like, you know, where's this pick going to be? And the yeah. draft, where's it going to be? Like, I'm a little concerned about that. Is it going to be like the 31st pick? Is it going to be the? Are you automatically going to take away somebody else's pick and give it to this? So. You know, it might lead to the NBA because one pick can change an entire team, an entire league, really, when you think about it. Just my boy, my boy, Justin Stolzman, Jay Stoles. Go ahead. I didn't mean to talk over you. No, go ahead. Go ahead. He came up with a really good idea that I think uh, I'm all for. Okay. We do a NIT-like tournament for non-playoff teams, and that determines the draft order of the lottery. 
Now, I like that a lot. Yeah. It's like, play your ass off, and this this is going to make you... I I love that actually. That is a Same. great that is a great idea. That is a fantastic idea. Yeah, I'm all for it. I am all for that. Yeah, it's like go ahead and play it out, you know, and it's like just because you tanked the whole year, you know, I mean that would give you an incentive to actually play hard in a little tournament. The end. Now would you play it at the end of the season? I'm assuming? I'd assume during the playoffs. Okay. I like that. Yeah. I, I that gives them more basketball during the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. You gotta get on the phone, man. I mean, yeah. You gotta pitch that. You gotta pitch that shit. A silver. You know where to find me. Yeah, that's that is a great idea. I know. I'm full of this sometimes. You are. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. But you know, it's something's gonna come out of this. Some dumb change, whether it's the whole like we just don't do conferences or any something like that. And it's it's gonna be whatever. As long as we don't have a fucking four point line, I'm fine. Yeah, that's that should be reserved for NBA or MTV uh, Slam and Jam or whatever they yes. used to do. You know, I you know when Queen Latifah and and Chris Webber were tor- turning uh, teaming up. So <laughs> Will Smith, Will Smith, exactly, exactly. So that was fun back then, but you can't do that in the NBA. Nope, no hot spots. Yeah, this is an NBA Jam Tournament edition. No, I mean it might be fun, but no. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, now, you know, their third topic of the day is Carmelo Anthony, as we've joked about already, got Western Conference Player of the Week this week. Yes, he did. Carmelo Anthony is back, which is weird to think. We didn't think he was, at the beginning of the year, we didn't think he was going to make a team or anything. Um, and here he is, he gets signed to the Portland Trailblazers, which is a team that I really didn't expect to to sign somebody. But, like, looking over at the last week, now, I want to go ahead and, and preface this with they played the Bulls twice. Correct, yes. Okay, okay. So, over the last couple games, so on, on Friday uh, last week, he scored 23 points against the Bulls. 11 rebounds, 4 assists, went 1 for 3 on 3-pointers. Okay, that's fine. It's not Luka numbers. Or James Harden numbers. Or James Harden numbers. They play OKC. They win. So uh, he's got 19 19 points, 2 assists, 4 rebounds. Okay, cool. And then, once again, uh, the Monday before, on the 25th of November, they beat the Chicago Bulls 117-94. Total beatdown. 25 points. Eight rebounds, two assists. This is one of the most inflated player of the weeks I've ever seen. This is like a this is like a, a fan service kind of situation, right? Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, look, he has played well. I'm not taking that away from him. But 26 other guys in the league outscored him last week. That's a lot. Including in the Western Conference, James Harden, Luka Doncic, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Buddy Heald, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins, Brandon well, Ingram. You get my point. I do. I do. I mean, I think a big part of it is they they were undefeated last week. That was. I think that's the biggest thing. But two of those games were against that's the so Bulls. Stupid. Yeah. And the other game was against OKC. Also, not a great team. No. So so that's an inflated thing to look at right now, and I just think it's kind of ridiculous that the NBA. I, it feels like they're really reaching with this one. I mean, you know. Getting the the player of the week is a nice little honor for a player, you know, especially, Mm -hmm. you know, if it doesn't happen very often for you. But 
where where does Carmelo go from here? Is oh. he is he a solid piece on this on this playoff roster this year? Mm, that's assuming Portland makes the playoffs. That's assuming where are they at right now? Let's see here. Where are we at in the uh, the playoff race here? So, um, oh man, I'm having some problems loading this up. So here. let's just put this in context right go now. Ahead, just, go ahead. just just so the people realize this. Carmelo Anthony's offensive bucks box plus minus negative one. <laughs> His negative defensive box plus minus negative two point two. For those who do math, that means Carmelo Anthony is negative 3.2 in box plus minus right now total. His value over replacement player is his career low at 0.1. Eh, You're I'm going to calm it down on the Carmelo Anthony stuff. Yeah, and okay, so the Trailblazers are 11th right now in the West. So they're not even in, in playoff talks. I mean, the Suns are a better team right now than them. Mm-hmm. So the Suns, the Kings, and the Thunder are all above them, along with the Timberwolves. So... You know, this is a team that we thought was, you know, you know, probably going to be in the playoffs, especially after last year. Last year's uh, their playoff run last year was legendary, um, especially that that one series. But I don't know if uh, Carmelo is going to be able to completely coexist with the other two stars of this team once everyone is completely healthy, um, and then if they, you know, if they make it to the playoffs, I just don't see him being a valuable piece to this team. I agree. I mean, do you think for some stupid reason he might get voted to the All Star team? Oh, of course. I'm gonna. It's I'm, a very strong possibility. I that see that that's what I'm really scared of. Now I want to say it was about ten years ago. Um, I remember looking at the the NBA All Star bouts, but Yi almost became an All Star. Yes. Because he was so big in China. You know, and he was dangerously close to being not even named an all-star, but an all-star starter. And I feel like there might have been something that happened internally that made that not happen. Um, because he he did not end up on the team um, at the end of that. But I always thought there was some shadiness going on on that. Like, he may have actually made that. And they, they might were just like, no, we just can't have this. So, but... The NBA having Melo in another All-Star game, I can see them getting behind that and being cool with that. I did see that he's like saying this isn't his farewell tour. That he's he's like, I'll still play. And it's like, buddy, um, let's calm down. Yeah, it's like, dude, you were literally out of the league for about a year. Yeah. So, and and you came back. Congratulations. I'm happy he's back. Yeah, I think, you know, I think he should be in the game. I think, I think he should be too. I don't particularly like his team that he's playing for right now. No. <laughs> you're like no this is terrible <laughs> stupid it's stupid it is stupid and uh dwight yeah. howard started this whole fucking thing this year where you just pick someone up for scraps and i know but he's contributing to a, a possible championship contender in the yes. in the best team in the league right now he's yes. actually but that's what you have to have on those teams you have to have those washed up stars you always have to have somebody who knows how to win who's willing to accept a lesser role it, every championship team's had one and and you know uh, you know looking back at you know the Golden State Warriors Cup, you're David West, you know mm-hmm. another you know perfect example of that. So um, shout out David West. Shout out David West. So I I just Mello isn't that guy. Mello could never be on a championship team. Agreed. Like I mean, the, and that's really what it's all about in the end, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> okay. So that's that's that that's that. Yeah. Settled. Yeah. 
All right, so last topic I guess we have for the day is we want to touch a little bit on coaches that are causing concerns, or as some people call it, the hot seat. The hot seat, yes. So we've already had a discussion a couple times this year about David Fisdale. Yeah. Um, there's already been reports that they were planning on firing, the Knicks were planning on firing Fisdale and bringing in Mark Jackson, which we laughed about. Which is going to happen, and you know yes. it. Yes, <laughs> yes, it very much is. The most Knicks thing to ever happen to the Knicks would be Mark Jackson taking over the Knicks. The one good thing they've done the last three years is R.J. Barrett. That's it. That's okay. it. One guy. The Kevin Knox thing is such bullshit. Yeah. It'd be one thing if it was like, okay, they're on a really good team and he can't play. Okay, sure. So... So one of the other pieces that came out, one of the one of the uh, the pieces of news that came out today, and it's not really even news. I mean, this has been rumbled around for the last couple of weeks, but the Knicks are going to go after Masai Ujiri this offseason if the struggles mm-hmm. continue. Well, no shit. <laughs> yeah. Lemons aren't red. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, and they're saying there's fear within the Raptors organization that Ujiri will leave for the Knicks because. You know, he accomplished what he what he wanted to accomplish in Toronto, which he did. Also, no shit. Yeah, but it's like, why would you want to put yourself in legitimately the worst situation? Like, when Ujiri got to Toronto, it wasn't the worst situation. Right. It wasn't the worst. The Knicks are the worst situation. And I don't really, uh, you know, I just, I, you know, I don't... I just don't understand why you would do it, but they're saying one reason why Ujiri would move to the Knicks is to have a bigger platform for his Giants of Africa Foundation in New York City. This oh. is literally being reported by Newsday today, which, you know, take it for what it's worth. But so say they do go ahead and and they fire Fizdale. You know, because the Knicks have sucked this year. But it, it's not David Fizdale. This Fizdale's. year? Yes. <laughs> They sucked this year? <laughs> always. They've always sucked. <laughs> Literally always. I, see, that's the thing is I always talk about that. It's like the Knicks always get this like attention from like ESPN and places. And I'm like, the Knicks were good for a decade and a couple years in the late 90s. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Well, mid-90s to late-90s, they were good. And Patrick Ewing just lost his top guard at Georgetown. He literally is transferring from the program. Well, that's that's sad. Patrick <laughs> Patrick Ewing. <laughs> at Georgetown. I just, I don't know. The Knicks are just a sad, sad, sad organization. And yes, they are. Now, here's the thing. So, say Fizdale does end up getting canned this year. Uh-huh. Okay. And say they do end up at the end of the offseason getting you, Jerry. They're going to have to bring in an interim coach to coach out the rest of the year. They're not going to – I don't think they're going to bring Mark Jackson on immediately. If you're going to bring in you, Jerry, you want him to do his magic, right? Right. But I don't think they would do that. I think they would go ahead and hire him and be like, well, this is what we got for you. This is literally what they would do. So, So – I feel like Fizdale, if, if you had to be a betting man, do you think he's on? He's coaching the Knicks in, I don't know, March? No. You, don't, you, th- you think he's, fine. He's, he's out the door by March, right? Yep. Okay, okay, cool. Now let's, let's go on to our favorite team. <laughs> the, worst te- the worst team in the league. The worst team in the league. So the Bulls are 6-14. Uh-huh. 
um, Jim Boylan is a fraud. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he's he's the worst coach in basketball. I've never seen a fan base get so heated over the, wanting to fire a coach as Bulls fans are right now. Did you see that thing with like Kobe White was doing that interview the other day, and some fans were like going to him like fire Boylan. <laughs> No, but I, I get it. Like, I mean, there's like a full-on mutiny with the fans right now. And there was a there was a point the other day where they were talking to him about, you know, his coaching philosophy. And there was like, you know, he's like, I really do believe that if you build it, it will come. Yeah. And everyone was he like, fucking quit. He right? quit a field of dreams. Like, dude, you're a joke. <laughs> get, get out of here. Now, the Bulls lose Boyland. Say 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 they fire him. They're under. I feel like Paxson and and Gar Foreman are under a tremendous amount of pressure at this point. They have to be right. Probably not. This team doesn't care about anything. Yeah. But that's 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 where we're at. But he is a joke of a coach. I feel like every coach they've had in the last you know ten years has been better than Boylan. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. Including Hoiberg. Okay. Yeah, actually, I would say he's better than that because Hoiberg was given Jimmy Butler, who didn't get along with him. You know, so there was that. He had Hoiberg had to deal with the three alphas, man. So true. And they still made it to the playoffs that one year. So you know, say what you will about Hoiberg, Boylan can't get a team that seems like they have potential anywhere. He doesn't know what to do with this roster. Laurie Markin and his he's he's lost a step. He's mm-hmm. he's he's sucked the entire he sucked almost the entire year. I don't know what's wrong with him. Nobody knows what's wrong with him. Zach Levine had that one you know fun game uh, two weeks ago where he had one of the probably one of the greatest Bulls plays I've ever seen. Yes, it's a, it's, it's a feel good play, but in the grand scheme of things, it didn't carry over. It didn't carry over like that 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 win. It's one game. It's like you gotta you gotta keep going with it, and they're not they're not doing anything. The the plays this guy calls are are trash. This team that's constructed that they've put around him is is trash. I don't making the players clock in is trash. Like, <laughs> like my favorite, my favorite thing about yeah, the whole Jim Boylan thing, making him clock in, and like there's just like you know it's like this this like school of hard knocks. We're gonna do push ups and practice kind of mentality. It's like that doesn't work, dude. These are the pros, man. They're not gonna. They don't. Uh, these guys don't respond to this, and they shouldn't. They know he's a clown. He's a freaking clown. Yes, he is, and it's so bad. Who come? So he leaves. You just Who feel- fucking cares anymore, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? They're the bulls. <laughs> is anyone like, man? You know what job I really want? <laughs> the bulls. I feel like you, Jerry, should come to Chicago because I feel like that's it's an even bigger accomplishment if he does something with them. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't. I mean, the Knicks are never going to be great. <laughs> you know, you can if he fails there, then you know everyone's like, "Well, it was the Knicks." I mean, if he goes to Chicago and and actually does something, they're like, "Wow." The wow. Nets went to Brooklyn in New York, hired Jason Kidd, traded for Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett, and gave away their future for five years. And are still a better run franchise than the Knicks. Sad, isn't it? It's terrible. It's terrible. But that's what happens when you sign five power forwards to a deal. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we're going to get Zion, KD, and Kyrie. <laughs> Narrator. They got none of them. <laughs> Freaking joke. It is a joke. It is a joke. So we'll say that the Bulls obviously are on the hot seat. Um, what, would you, what about the Hawks? Uh, I don't think so. 
You don't think so? You think no, I don't think Lloyd a, Pierce. You don't think he? Okay. And uh, what a, another one I'd like to talk about. You know, I, I mean, Steve Kerr is obviously not going anywhere. Right. Yeah. But the Pelicans. I was thinking about uh, that one. Alvin Gentry. I mean, this is kind of. I mean, obviously they don't have their two best players on the on the squad right now with Lonzo and Zion being out. But one's a rookie. They still have Drew Holiday. They still have Drew Holiday. Exactly. They still have Drew Holiday. And they have Brandon Ingram, who's having a great year, um, mm-hmm. who, have, who have really liked. But this is probably not where the Pelicans thought they would be. I felt no, like they might be. certainly not. I feel like they should be, like, in the, I don't know, 9 to 11 range, and they're 14. Yeah, this is looking like it's going to be the first time in J.J. Reddick's whole career he doesn't make the playoffs. Isn't that wild that he's made it every year? Every year, man. I just I don't see them digging themselves out right now, especially with how, I don't either. How how well the West is now. Say now here's the thing. You know the the Suns are only um, let's see here. They're only three games ahead of them. So right now, so they're only three games ahead of them, and they're in they're in the eighth seed. So there's you know from from eight to fourteen, everyone's pretty much tied up. So. There's definitely a shot that they can do it, but I don't like what I'm seeing right now. And they've lost five in a row, right. which is bad. That is, you never want to lose that many in a row because, you know, your, you know, your confidence just goes down the tube at that point. So especially with a younger team, I feel like, and then you have a you know a vet like JJ Redick, like you said, who's made the playoffs every single year. It's going to be really rough for him if he. I mean, he signed to this team because he he thought he saw potential, and. they're just not going anywhere this year. So I I, I have a feeling that Alvin Gentry might be on his way out with that one. But those are the three teams I could think of right now where you have, uh, you know, hot seats for the coaches right now. Boylan's gone. We think Fisdale's gone. Alvin Gentry, maybe. Yeah, I think you're right, man. I think that's that's definitely a possibility. Yeah. So I think we can go ahead and wrap this edition of 48 Minutes, brought to you by 40MinutesNetwork.com. Uh, thank you all for tuning in for this week's installment. We're really excited. We had a fun show. Um, hopefully you checked out Blue Chips, our hoop cinema last week, because it was really, really good. It's a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And then we'll be back soon for next week. Until then, everyone, have a good night.